This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to the third season of London Pub Reviews. Oh goodness, I've had quite a few pints of tasty ale since the last season, I can tell you. But don't worry, they're not still there in my tummy, I've weed them out. This week we are at the Carpenter's Arms, 12 Seymour Place, W1H, 7NE, nearest tube, Marble Arch. Marylebone might be home to fancy restaurants, shops and tourist spots, but it's also still possible to find a nod to traditional trades and proper craft. And that's what takes prominence at the Carpenter's Arms. The tools of my trade are a pen and paper, but the walls of this fine establishment were furnished with carpentry tools, including numerous wooden planes, a mallet, a bit brace and saws, in various sizes and shapes. It looked as though they'd been screwed to the wall by accident when the walls were being put up. And, presumably, somewhere amongst them, there was a screwdriver also for unscrewing all the other tools that were screwed to the wall. Mm. At least, I thought, if I find myself locked in this pub overnight, I will have the tools at hand to fashion an escape. Of course, given the opportunity to spend the night in a pub, I am much more likely to drink and drink and drink, and thus make a tool of myself. (laughs) I sat at the very back of the bar, where, also attached to the wall, was a pair of wooden cupboard doors, which were closed. There was no sign saying private or do not open, so with natural pub reviewer curiosity, I opened them. Hidden in the dark within was a dartboard. Lovely. It had quite a striking plumage, patterned reds and greens pinged out of yellow and black triangles amidst an overarching coat of black. Although punctured by tiny holes, it was beautiful and also furry. I ran the outside of a finger against its coat, which was rough like the hide of a goat. A goat you might find in a manger, standing reverently alongside Joseph, who was a carpenter, with a carpenter's arms, who didn't actually build the manger, but could have. My thoughts were of myrrh, and how to spell myrrh, when the small red circle in the centre of the dartboard began talking to me. For God's sake, shut the doors. The dartboard hissed. I'm trying to hide from the little spears. Silver rings emanated from the dartboard's mouth, resembling 
ever-increasing anxious mouths, opening wider and wider to magnify the threat. Numbers in a random order around the outer edge of the board seem to correspond to various scales of danger. Hide me, you imbecile! The dartboard shouted. I was altogether flummoxed by the talking dartboard and apologised many times before gently closing sorry. the doors. I'm sorry. There. It was safe for the moment. <sighs> but for how long? Oh. What if someone showed up with a set of pointy darts? What was I to do? I wasn't some brawny protector with a burly carpenter's arms like Joseph. My arms were weak, and rightly. Oh. Flustered, I looked wildly around at the wooden walls and all the carpentry tools. And then it dawned on me. Ah. Of course, I would use the tools of my trade. Ripping a page out of my notebook, I quickly scrawled in capital letters, GENTS. I folded the top of the page and slotted it in above the cupboard doors. That was better. I breathed a sigh of relief, had another large drink and refocused on all the nice things about the carpenter's arms. The bench tables out front had an American diner feel to them, I thought, but in a very English pub way. There was an exceptional selection of good ales, the service was speedy and pleasant, and my card hadn't been declined, so many positive attributes. Just then, a man in a yellow collared shirt approached, holding a set of darts. My open mouth jerked off to one side. I was aghast. Pulling myself together, I got up and stood behind a metal strip that was affixed to the floorboards. Um, I'm next, I stammered. What? For darts? The man asked. No, I said. F for the lose. I gestured to the sign affixed to the freestanding cupboard. What the hell? He said, but not as a question. That's not a loo. Obviously, there's a dartboard cupboard. No, I insisted politely. No, you're wrong. It's the gents. It's currently occupied, and I'm next. There was a brief, awkward silence until the man's friend arrived, raising his eyebrows to indicate certain questions in his mind that had not yet been answered. His friend brought him up to speed. This guy seems to think that the dartboard cupboard's a toilet, and we can't use it because apparently there's someone in there, he said. The second man began laughing, <laughs> and then stopped laughing. Huh? I pointed back behind them. You'll find there's other toilets down the stairs, chaps. Much more room down there to throw your darts around. OK, sure. By the time the two men returned with the publican, I really did need the loo, but was told I would need to use the downstairs facilities. Having just begun my campaign, I downed tools before sloping off to the other gents which, personally, I didn't think were at all in keeping with the rest of the pub, from an aesthetics point of view. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Coop. It was recorded by Alex O'Donovan at Strong Room Studios. Sound design was by Andy Goddard, the executive producer was Claire Broughton, and it was a hat-trick production. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of the World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in the school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. (laughs) This is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mum at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at TwiceUponPod for updates and guest news. I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.